Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to today's episode of the Welcome to Hope podcast. I am your host, Kendra Kelly. If you have not yet done so, hit that follow button so you never miss another podcast episode. I would like to acknowledge that Pickering resides on land within the treaty and traditional territory of the Mississaugas of Scugog Island First Nation and Williams Treaty Signatories of the Mississauga and Chippewa Nation. In today's episode, I have a special guest and we will be discussing pressure on young adults. Please give a warm welcome to Olivia. How are you doing today, Liv? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. I'm so excited to chat. Okay. So I would love for you to tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. So I am currently a student at the University of Waterloo. I'm studying social development and peace and conflict studies, and I'm very passionate about social justice, uh, specifically mental health education, Um, and bringing awareness to intersectionalities and identities. So um, that has always been a bit of a passion of mine is mental health awareness. And um, in high school, I started my own mental health initiative called Bridges of Hope, um, where we had community members share their stories about mental health. um, And we tried to change the dialogue in our small town about about mental health and asking for help when you need it. So that has kind of been the beginning of my activism journey. And now I'm definitely just in a, in a phase where I'm listening and learning while I'm at school because there's so much still to learn. Um, and so I'm doing that part of the work so that I can hopefully be a change agent uh, when I feel that I know enough. And so that's a bit about me right now, um, but I'm super passionate about um, talking about self-talk and mental health online. I have an Instagram page called Self Talk with Liv, and we chat about um, what positive self talk looks like and how we can take care of ourselves um, in the most healthiest way possible that's unique to our own experiences. I love what you just said because your Instagram for self talk and self love is so important. In society, we need to start having more self love, self talk because it just it just brightens up the mood, like affirmations, anything like that just feels so good. So I'm so excited to dive into this topic because I know this is something that we are both very passionate about. So what does types of pressure do young adults face in today's society? And can you give an example of pressure you face in your life? Absolutely. So I think one of the most important things to recognize is we are always putting pressure on ourselves um, to do the best that we can, especially if we're deep, uh, deep feeling emotional people, we are putting pressure on ourselves to um, show up as our best and do the best that we can for ourselves and others. Um, but what we what we might not realize is how much pressure we put on ourselves when we also feel the weight of it from the other people around us. And not only is it conscious, but it's happening um, through little subtle messages too, that we may not necessarily think of as pressure on a day-to-day basis, but it actually really contributes to how we feel about ourselves and what we're accomplishing. So I like to think of, you know, we have pressure that we're putting on ourselves. We have direct pressure that we receive from um, our professors or our bosses or our family members and friends. But then we also have the messages um, say in the media 
or messages that we experience through community organizations that we admire or people that um, have influence on us that we don't necessarily think of directly uh, when we're feeling pressured and we feel that we have to do our best. And so that also comes down to, you know, what your identity is within your community. If you're a marginalized individual, then you're experiencing unique pressures and oftentimes dangers um, as you are a young adult and growing up. And to be um, something and to prove something is, is um, often a reality that you'll face. So I think we often don't realize how prevalent pressure is and all of the different directions in which it's coming from. No, you're right. And I love that you brought the point that pressure can be external and also internal. So it's like external pressure you get from others, but it's also internal pressure, such as like perfectionism or just you putting pressure on yourself to act a certain way, to be a certain way. And to go off what you were saying, there are certain pressures that also come with people's cultures, people's like communities, like you mentioned, people's mm-hmm. household, just your friends, like everywhere there is pressure to be a certain way. For instance, if you act out silly in public or you act out and people call you weird, I'm going to say that in quotations because no one's weird. Everyone's just who they are. But if you act a little differently than the normal person, than the norm of society, then you are deemed different. And then you are deemed pressure to be in the norm, to be like everyone else, to wear the same kind of clothes, have the same sort of hairstyle, like not be unique to yourself. And that can cause a lot of mental health issues for a lot of people because they're hiding who they are. They really are. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think it really comes down to what voices of pressure you want to be listening to. I think we can make that choice um, and continue to change that choice uh, every day. I mean, there are some voices that I know are putting pressure on me, but I don't necessarily have to listen to. So I feel like it makes sense to, you know, listen to your boss, (laughs) listen to your profs and and manage that. But maybe there's somebody who I consider a friend who isn't experiencing um, my reality. I mean, no one's experiencing the same reality as you. So um, I can choose to say, I mean, maybe this person has my best interest at heart with the pressure they're putting on me or or um, the way that they're wording this that makes me feel like I'm being pressured, but they don't necessarily understand um, what my reality looks like right now. They're not walking in my shoes. And as much as they can have empathy and compassion, they'll never quite understand um, what it is that I'm facing. Therefore, I don't need to take their voice with the same amount of seriousness as I might somebody else or rather myself. That is a great point. A truly great point. So now I want to dive into what types of pressure you experience either day to day, weekly, monthly, however you want to go about it. Absolutely. I think um, one of the things that I've talked about um, before is that there's actually a pressure for people who are open about their mental health journeys or have activism as a very large focus in their life to um, to be on all the time and to be um, approaching those topics in a certain way. And it's interesting because um, we see it even with celebrities who are, who are very much um, a face in the public that um, we expect to know things about them. We expect something from them. And we're almost like personally... Um, personally offended when they don't end up being the people that we want them to be, or they're not acting the way we wanted them to act in it. And it begs the question of why we get so involved in each other's lives when we have so much to work on ourselves too, right? So I would say what I experience is 
definitely the reality of of being a voice in the mental health community and and trying to show up in activist communities um, but then receiving that that expectation that that I should act a certain way or I should present myself a certain way or I should um, say things a certain way and and I think that's tough right that that's something that um, continues to be a cycle of what we expect from different people based on how we label them but um, I do remember once I was in high school and I had definitely started speaking about mental health at that point and um, I did a trend on my Instagram story um, that someone had deemed harmful. Um, and it was it was one of those trends. I don't know if you remember these trends, but it was when you like swipe on that um, bar sticker, mm. how much you think someone likes you or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Do you yeah. remember that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so my purpose of doing it was because I have the worst resting bitch face. And I was like, I want to clarify that a lot of the people that I glare at in the halls, I only glare at because I've got really bad vision and I can't see who they are. Um, So I did this on my story and I had someone reach out to me and say, you know, you're a mental health advocate. I'm just really disappointed that you've done this. And truthfully, like if I were a mental health advocate and just did that because I wanted to, that should be enough because it's my decision. So I think, you know, we have to be careful how we monitor um, people's lives and, um, make assumptions about how they should present themselves. And I think that's a very specific pressure that I continue to experience myself. Absolutely. That is very true. And I think a lot of people can relate to that because the pressure with social media and the pressure with Mm -hmm. how to showcase your mental health on social media can be hard because one person will say, you talk about it, you are deemed needy. Then another person will say, I actually needed to hear this today. I actually needed to hear that someone else is struggling as well. And they can help me realize that I'm not alone. Even though I feel like I'm alone, I'm not. It's definitely hard navigating social media, mental health, especially at a young age. And I think that's a great story you brought up because whatever someone does, on their social media and in their own house really shouldn't be a judgment, but because we're a society based on judging others, that's what we do. We judge people no matter what, like we, they're not doing exactly what is the norm for a mental health advocate or someone who struggles with mental health, then that's not okay. Whereas everyone deals with mental health and everyone does their own thing as it goes. And sometimes trends are good. Sometimes they're not, but I personally don't see a problem with what you did at all. I think you were just having fun. You were in high school. It was honestly really funny. And if people laugh at that, then you know what? That's on them. And well, that's the thing. I mean, I'm, I'm all for keeping things serious, but like I am still human, you know, and, and Mm -hmm. we put pressures on certain titles on certain ways that we think people should be and and everyone shouldn't have the same experience we should all have our own unique experiences so maybe some mental health advocates would say no that was a dumb trend to do you might make people feel bad but I look at it and say my intentions are the part that matters I understand why you're maybe more cautious about it um but that's what I'm deciding to do in my own individual experience. Mm -hmm. And intention is everything with whatever you do in life. How you deal with life. And I know that's kind of off topic, but intention is so freaking key. So I'd love for you to tell us a time when you struggled with pressure and how this experience has changed your outlook. Absolutely. I mean, I remember, um, 
back in high school again, when I was close to graduating, my mental health really started to tank. And I was in a leadership role that I did not feel um, capable of of managing at that time. I was supposed to be um, a leader for a committee of people who um, looked up to me for being accepted into this role. And I was supposed to, you know, manage a large group of people and I couldn't, I couldn't even keep myself together. So that was a really interesting time for me because all of the, all of the inspiring leaders that I, I had known of never dropped the ball. You never see them in public making mistakes. That's not the side that you see. So what I learned through, I mean, experiencing this pressure of not being in a good place, but still needing to be a leader for other people is that you can't ignore the pressure as much as you would like to. And it's better to just acknowledge that you're experiencing it and decide how to deal with it instead of letting it bottle up and consume you. So instead of letting the pressure of, of oh, I need to present myself this way, I need to um, do better for the committee I'm not going above and beyond for. Instead of you know succumbing to that pressure, I had to acknowledge it and say, okay, I'm feeling a lot of pressure because people in the past role have done this. People in the past who have had this role have done it really well. And I want to match that. Or the people in the committee are those that I really respect and I don't want to do wrong by them. And by actually understanding um, what the pressure is telling you about the situation is how you can actually mobilize and make decisions about it. So in experiencing all of that, I learned that I had to face the pressure before I could even make a solution about it because pressure is not a good feeling. It makes you feel panicked. It makes you feel inadequate. And sometimes you feel ashamed of, of not being enough. So until you really face it, um, you can't move beyond it. Did you find the pressure you experienced was external or internal pressure? I actually believe that at this point, it was mostly internal. There were definitely some external things, but like I said, it was, it was me trying to be um, somebody else. It was me putting someone else on a pedestal and saying, I want to be like them. I want to be as good as them. I should be. It was that feeling of, I should be doing more and, and putting that pressure absolutely on myself internally. Mm -hmm. And sometimes internal pressure can be really, really hard because with external pressure, at least you can turn off. Like you can just ignore someone else or that situation, but internal, you can't ignore yourself. It's really hard right. to ignore those intrusive thoughts. However, knowing you, I know you probably did a lot of self-talk, some self-love. You really were able to push through and able to realize that, okay, this is the pressure I'm putting on myself, but I'm still enough for this. And even though it probably took some time, you are just such an inspiring person. I am so proud of how far you've come. I thank you. But like, I feel like your journey has just been growing and growing and growing and growing. It's just beautiful to watch. No, thank you. I mean, it definitely, it definitely is hard to shut down that part of your brain that, that says, what if Mm -hmm. that says, um, that says that you should be nervous or you should be ashamed or, um, or anxious. And, and I think it happens in, in such small reframes, which is why I talk about self-talk on my Instagram page so much is because every step you take to change 
your internal narrative builds up that stronger foundation. Because like you said, we can't ignore the voices in our heads. We live with them. So it's about making those conscious changes and making um, those reframes from negative thoughts to positive thoughts. And it doesn't have to be toxic. It doesn't have to be um, so broad and um, large. It can just be compassion. It can just be, maybe I'm not doing the best that I could be right now, but I have Mm -hmm. a lot on the go or I'm trying my best or giving yourself, you know, that pat on the back for even showing up. And I think that's one thing I didn't realize very early on was when I, when I'm responding to pressure and I'm trying to be compassionate to myself, it doesn't have to be the polar opposite. It can be, this is a reality, but I am trying my best and I am showing up in the best way that I know how to. That is such a good point because it is important to show up as yourself. It is important to show up and just be you and let that internal pressure or external pressure just, it's easier said than done, roll off your back so you can try to experience life or acknowledge that you have the pressure and just kind of keep moving forward. Right. Would you say that all these experiences have shaped you to be the amazing human that you are? Yeah. I mean, I don't think I could have even started with my activism journey had I not felt like so pushed into a corner. Like I just didn't know how to get through on, at, during this time. Like, like I was saying, I was trying to manage this, um, this leadership role while not even like being able to get into the school building or get out of bed. And I think it really does sometimes take you getting through what you thought was the worst possible scenario and experiencing all of that internal and external pressure for you to realize like, this does not have to dictate how the rest of this has to go. Like I made it through what I thought I couldn't make through and I can change how things go moving forward. We have so much more power than we give ourselves credit for because we're still just beginning to understand how powerful our way of thinking is. So I think it's absolutely changed at least how I think about my brain and um, how much credit I give it. Um, And definitely I trust it for more growth than I would have like five, five years ago, at least, um, because we have so much capacity to change the way we think about things. Mm-hmm. And it takes time. It's oh, not, not going to happen just straight up overnight. Like your mindset, how you think about pressure, how you internalize the pressure. If you're a perfectionist, you'll get this, like putting all that pressure on yourself. Or even if you're not a perfectionist, you'll still understand this. Like, it's just sometimes really hard to deal with everything going on. But once you kind of switch your mindset and you try to think in a more gracious mindset where you're grateful for what you have, even if it's stressful, even if you have that bad day, like me, for instance, I broke a bowl of rice that I was heating up and that made me so sad, but I could have let that really, really stress me out. But I chose, no, I'm just going to go make something else to eat and that's okay. And maybe I'll try again Mm -hmm. later. Who knows? But it's just not letting the stress of situations get to me, I will clean up and I will fix it as I go when I'm comfortable. So it's sometimes you just need to take a step back, breathe, and then do it when you're ready. Deal with the pressure when you're ready. If you don't want to deal with it right then and there, that's okay. And if you want to ignore the external or internal pressure, that's not helping your mental health. That's okay. 
Because realistically, another important thing about pressure is you need to set boundaries for the people that possibly give you pressure. You need to be like, no, I'm only going to think about it from this till then. I know with you in school, it's very hard to do that because you're always thinking about school or an assignment or whatever. But for me with work, I'm able to kind of like shut my laptop and I kind of give myself boundaries where I'm like, no, I'm going to stop. I did enough for the day, even though I usually do way more than I need. I did enough for myself, shut the laptop, and then I just keep going on with my life. So I don't let the pressure of having a deadline or let the pressure of having something um, to do make me like ruin my day. And then I just keep going and living life. Yeah. Well, I think that's key too, because I mean, at the end of the day, you just have to let it be. You just have to Mm -hmm. let it be because even just as hard as we try, we're not in control of everything. So, um, we can spend a lot of our time, you know, trying to, um, manage the pieces that we can manage, or we can just, like you said, show up as our best and understand that, that it is simply out of our control beyond that. And that's something that I've really come to actually appreciate with a lot of things, because if I have given it my best, that's enough for me. And in a lot of different areas of my life, if I have done my best to show up, um, to work hard, to be good and to learn, then that's enough for me. And that's a change that has come out of the past five years and experiencing so much pressure is that it's no longer about the grade I get, um, what people think, um, other, yeah, other people's opinions, what I look like online, none of that matters to me as long as I'm happy with how I showed up. And I think that's really key to, to shifting how you view pressure is it's not anymore what they think or what the internal voice is telling you. It's just how you feel about how you're showing up and who you are in this moment. Absolutely. And the key thing is, I know it's easier said than done again, but if you don't let the pressure succumb to you and like you don't let it overwhelm you, you will honestly do a better job. Like I find when I have less pressure, I am more productive. I am a better worker, a better student. I feel better. My mental health feels good. I'm I'm just feeling very positive. Whereas like when you have that pressure, either from your boss, from your prof or whoever, or yourself, it's not always helpful. Sometimes you just need to be like, okay, I hear what they're saying, but I'm going to do it the best I can. And that's all I can ask for. And if I can't do it in the time frame, then I can ask someone for help and figure it out. And it's good to find like resources as well. So speaking of resources, do you have any in mind that would be really helpful? I mean, yeah, I've tried so many things over the years. I really appreciate having um, weekly calendars they're very underrated um, because it doesn't help if you feel like you're unprepared. If you're experiencing internal and external pressure, it doesn't help the voices around you if you don't feel like you have some kind of plan. So even just today, I was feeling super behind um, in my courses. So I sat down and I planned out the next 14 days. I planned out everything that I have to do. So just being there to um, support yourself, I think is very key in terms of um, scheduling and your list. So that is a resource that you can control that I absolutely recommend um, looking into. Is that something that you do too, Kendra? Yeah, I really like doing like daily things every single day, like knowing what I'm going to do each day and like have a calendar exactly for that. Like is obviously a weekly one, but like 
I really focus in on my daily ones. I'm like, okay, this is what I need to do for work. This is what I need to do for life, whatever. And I, let me, let me ask you this. How much better did you feel when you like wrote it all out on your calendar? Oh my gosh. So much better. I, I was on the phone with my partner and I was telling him that I, I got a, a, a message from my mom and she was just saying, you know what? It makes a lot of sense that you're feeling a little bit dazed and overwhelmed right now. And that little bit of compassion that I could have easily given myself and anyone can give themselves was what I needed to sit down and say, I am changing this narrative. I'm sick of putting pressure on myself and not being in control of any of it. So I sat down and I did it and I feel 10 times better than I did yesterday. Like it makes a world of a difference. Good. I'm glad you did that for yourself. That is so key. And just finding whatever works for you. It could be a calendar. It could be going for a workout. It could be like meditating. It could be praying. It could be doing self-care. It could just be relaxing on TV. Whatever works for you to take off the pressure, do it. For me lately, Mm -hmm. one of my favorite things is working out. I find if I go swimming in the morning or I work out in the evening, I just feel so good because those serotonins just make Mm -hmm. my body feel amazing. I can't describe it other than I forget all the stress. Like when I go to the swimming pool or when I go to the gym, I forget all the stress and I'm not working out to look a certain way. I'm working out to feel good and honestly sweat because I know the more I sweat, the more I'm going to feel good after because every time I have a good sweat stash, I'm like, okay, I'm good for the day. Like I'm set. I feel healthy. Obviously things that I even put pressure on myself when I go to the gym, but I try to remember that like everyone's different. Yeah. I, I maybe can only do like so many weights or so much this and that, but it's like, that's okay. That's what I can handle. And that's normal. Like everyone has their own way to work out and do their thing. So that's just a little insight for me. I know you've been working out a little bit more too. Absolutely. Yeah. I missed the community aspect of working out so much. Mm-hmm. So I'm so grateful that that piece is back because I, I just resonate with being around people. It's the same for getting my schoolwork done too, just at a cafe or whatever that, that is important for me. And that's something that I've learned as part of my journey too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like people watching is great. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just knowing so they're great. there. So great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I have a workout buddy who we do like swimming with as well as like working out in the evenings. But then I also have people that I met at the gym and I met at the pool where like, I also get to know them and talk to them. And it's just nice talk with people, especially because of COVID, like it was so hard for so many people that it's nice that we're all getting out of our comfort zone a little bit more and like being more social and having that social interaction that we all craved for so long. Absolutely. Yeah, for Mm -hmm. sure. I definitely think y'all should follow live on her two Instagrams. I will, you can either say them out loud or I'm probably just going to put them in the caption so people can follow you easy that way. Absolutely. Yeah. The main one is self-talk with live. Uh, that's where I do most of my mental health posting. Um, but yeah, I would love to see you out there on that platform. I try to make it as honest and transparent as possible because there's so much that I'm still learning. And I think it's important that it's not um, me telling you what to do, but us having a conversation about what the heck we're supposed to do with all of this. So mm-hmm. yeah. Facts on sure. facts. Do you have anything else you want to add? No, that's awesome. Thank you so much for talking about this with me, Kendra. I appreciate it. I am so glad you came on. I hope you all have a great rest of your day. Enjoy yourself. And I'm sending you all good vibes and positivity. Mm-hmm.
I just want to let y'all know I'm sending you good vibes, positivity. I hope your day's amazing and live your best life.